0: Welcome to another episode of the Young Parents Podcast, presented to you by James, Inc. I am Jesse Lorich, co-host of this podcast and editor and CEO of Random Productions. Today, Brianna and I talk to Alden Maynard about what it's like to do fatherhood without a roadmap. Alden, welcome to the Young Parents Podcast, presented by James, Inc.
1: Hello, hello. Okay, today... We're we're talking about, and we're getting into it, the topic of first generational fathers. Now, when we hear first generation fathers, it's common to think just the first time somebody is a parent, but this is different. We're talking about the first time somebody is starting from scratch, without a roadmap, and have to make their own. And Auden here is going to tell us how he came to do that. And fun, uh, well, fact. I don't know if it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> there are sixty-four point three million fathers across this nation. That is a lot of dads. It is. Alden, you are one in that million.
0: <laughs> give it up for dads. Yes, and I is.
1: guess Yeah, give it up when's, for dads. When's dad's
0: like, day? <laughs> anyway, dad's, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. That needs to come around soon. <laughs> I
1: guess I was I was start by saying um when you first found out that you were gonna come become a father, what was the first thing that went on in your head?
2: Well my first initial response to it was like, well, I wasn't expecting that to happen so soon but after I got like used to the thought of it, it actually settled in I was like well, I'm gonna be a father I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to do some things with my child that I never got to receive from my father. I got to thinking, well I get to in the near future get to participate with my son in like sports activities and, and extracurricular activities It just it just a lot of, a lot of joy rushed to my heart, I would say.
1: It's funny that you, you said that your father wasn't uh, around. And I guess that leads me to uh, another statistic I found out. It said fathers who live with their children are more likely to have a close, enduring relationship with their children than those who are not. So would do you, does presence make somebody a father? Why or why not, in your opinion?
2: Repeat that question again
1: does presence make someone a father why or why not
2: i would say neces i wouldn't say necessarily presence makes someone the father i mean you can have a father and he he not be there and you can still consider him a, a role model i would say because he was he could possibly still provide it in your life but i would say a presence from on my standpoint would have been a better situation for me because i would have actually got to have a relationship with my father and I wouldn't have been so angry as in my childhood, I would say.
1: Well, what makes a father in your opinion?
2: I would say the definition of a father is a man being there, providing for his family, taking care of his children or his offspring, giving them a a positive upbringing, establishing a family with the, you know, basics, the basics, I would say.
1: Okay. Okay. They say that fathers are the greatest coaches that life can provide. You, yet you didn't have that coach. How has that impacted you in having to become a coach yourself?
2: Although I didn't have a, fa- a father in my life, I established several father figures that taught me, taught me different things and on different aspects of life. So I would, I would say, having them in my life was a great ordeal. Or a great factor for me because without them i wouldn't be where i am today to have that guidance you know
1: so you feel like outside other male figures contributed
2: yes very very much you? so yes
1: okay right, what do you what would you say to those who didn't have that who sometimes can't have like what you have those outside forces what would you say to those guys
2: i would say search for it don't if your father's not there you can always find a a positive role model in your life to give you wisdom and guide you. Because I honestly say without that, a lot of young men become lost and they get lost in the system and they get, they either potentially go to jail or they just like a lot of negative can come from that, I would say. So search for somebody if you need help, search, don't, don't sit back and wait.
0: A fun, lighthearted question before we get into more serious uh, more serious questions, who is your favorite like TV father?
2: Ooh. Oh, that, that's a good one. That's right a good there. one, that's, man. See? That's, that's that's good. That is, I Ooh. like that one. Oh, oh, that's some heat right there. That's it. That's it. That's a, a fire question.
0: Well, th- th- there's say... one. There's one answer we can't even say anymore. So throw that guy out. But
1: uh, I know, who I know exactly who you.
2: Are. I would say uh, we won't Carl, say. Carl Winslow from Family Matters. That's a good one. Carl oh, from
1: I, you know what I? Who I thought you were gonna say? Who? Uncle Phil.
2: No, oh, I, was gonna, I, I like Uncle uh, Phil, but I Uncle like Uncle Phil was going to
0: be mine, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just like someone who's like patient, but firm, but also understanding.
2: Well, I would say my second, what's his name? John, John Amos played him in good times. I forgot his name. Mr. E- uh, James Evans. Yes, mm-hmm. James Evans.
1: Can you tell us why you like those characters or what traits you like in those characters?
2: Out of, I would say I like James Evans because he was a stern father who did everything he could to provide. You know, he always looked for looked for a way to get his family through the tough times. And he had his family all together. I say Carl Winslow because he was passionate about being in his his kids' life and leading them in the right direction. And trying to, and it's a lot. I can't I can't just set like sum it all into one because it's so much. But they were both passionate, passionate parents who wanted to guide their children in the right way. One was a hardworking father, one was a father who who had so
0: much guidance and wisdom that he just, man, it's, just, it's a lot. I can't even explain it. How do you feel about the stereotype about fathers, both just fathers in general and then fathers of color? Oh, I would FOCs. say.
2: FOCs. Um, so fathers in general, I would say most, I would say fathers in general, I would say that most people would look look to them are you talking about from a child standpoint or like just like in the, in the I
0: would say like, so like, yeah, like society's view of what a father is supposed to do. And then sort of society's view of fathers of different stripes, I guess. Okay. I so would two say parts. fathers
2: and, and a generalization would say a provider, um, family oriented, loving, caring the joke. I would say personally, the jokester of the family, you know, the guy that pulls the most pranks, that would be, I would consider that a good father. When you say the fathers of color, the um, the stereotypes, I would say a lot of people would stereotype the fathers of color as not dependent, and and in the sense of most people, I would say like if you were just to stereotype it, I would say it'd be like a negative view, in a in a, in a point of a lot of people's eyes because they would say a lot of black fathers would step out or not be there for the children or not want to be in that child's life. That's what I would say.
0: Does that bother you?
2: It does. It does a lot because being being a black father myself, I I think nothing more of warning to be in my child's life because me not having one plays a, a big role in that because I want me not having a father just it fuels me to be a better father because I didn't have one. That's what I would say. It, it, it mm. does. It does bother That's me a so lot. Hard. It bothers me a lot.
1: Does that absence still affect you today?
2: No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Absolutely not. It absolutely does not affect me because seeing who I had in my life to up, like to give me an upbringing, it just reflects on how I'm a, how I'm gonna give that information to my son. You know.
1: In the beginning of your fatherhood journey, what is something you wish you would have been equipped with? Something that you had to learn late in the game that made it harder? If you could think on anything. Oh, uh, I would say
2: patience. Patience.
1: Why patience?
2: Because early, like before I was a father I was always like on the go like like fast getting what I wanted to get you know but then when I like getting into the getting into the groove of father like being a father I had to learn that like I have to be more calm and gentle with things and not being so eager to to move I would say in in that matter I had to slow myself down and be more patient and not being so quick to get angry at certain things and whatnot.
1: They say uh, the child's mother. You see some of the the reasonings behind absent fathers, they'll blame the child's mother on as to why their presence isn't there or isn't there as often. Do you feel like the relationship with the child's mother plays a role in presence? Why? Why not? Does it for you? And if so, can you explain?
2: I find that very hard to explain. Well, no, I don't. To be honest with you, I think... As a father, if you have a a motive to see your child, you that her, the mother shouldn't stop you at all. Just because you and that mother have a a personal vendetta between each other, that shouldn't stop you to see your child. You should do a man should be able to do anything in his power to be in his child's life if he wants to be there. Now I believe that when they give that excuse, oh the mother, the mother making it hard on me to to see my son, it is cases like that. But some most of the time, I feel as if these guys don't really want to put that effort to be a father, to be honest. That's that's just my standpoint.
1: Statistics show that those without fathers are seven times more likely to be involved in teen pregnancies. Do you agree with this statistic? If so, why? And how big of an impact does absent fathers play into this statistic?
2: No, because I, I can say I beat that. I beat those odds because I waited till after.
1: So you, so you feel like your dad... Didn't play a role in you having children early
2: no no that made me not want to have children early because I was not ready to become a father at a young age
1: how, how old were you if you don't mind me asking when you became a father
2: I was um 24 24 turning
1: 25 oh, okay okay and you said you feel like that's the reason why you waited
2: yes yes because knowing the lifestyle that I was living when I was younger I was not personally or personally ready to be a father at all I was I was out there running and gunning, doing, being reckless, having fun, basically. And I knew if having a child would slow that down completely, I wanted to live life, like live my, live my teenager's child-free, I would say. I wanted to be responsible, trying to keep that, keep that pressure off
1: me. Fatherhood, as we know, is a huge responsibility, as is motherhood. But what do you consider top priority, being a provider or generating a bond?
2: Ooh. I kind of hold both of them at an equal standard.
1: Nope, you gotta pick one. I gotta pick
2: one. Oh uh, you had to pick
1: one,
2: I would say creating a bond with your children because you can, you can always be a provider. Being a provider comes along with being a father. I would say that it, it absolutely comes along with it. But if you don't have a bond with your child, I would say it makes it harder on you in the in the future to have that relationship with them because that child probably won't want to talk to you. You don't want to be around you because you probably neglected hanging out with them. I would say establishing a relationship with your son is very important. Very important. So I'm I'm going with the
1: Okay. So what would you say to fathers who feel like prioritizing being a provider is more important than a bond and who feel like because they're working to give their child a decent life, that that's enough? What would you say to those fathers?
2: I would say, man, take the time to... Talk to your children because at the end of the day, when you get older, they're going to eventually want to take care of you. And they, depending on how you treat them when, you, when when they were younger, they might not want to be there. I want to say talk to your children. Establish that bond because it ain't nothing like having a good bond with your children, I would say.
1: At what point in your life, if you could think of it, did you feel like you needed your father the most? And is this time period crucial for you in your own children's life?
2: I would say the most time I needed my father was when I was my preteen to like my mid-teenage years when I was like from twelve to twelve to fifteen because at that time I was looking for a lot of guidance and I wish he was there to show me a lot of things but he wasn't. Yeah, I was searching. I was just I was searching for love to be honest with you from a male figure in my life to to show me love, you know.
1: So do you feel like you set the age of between 12 and 15? You have a son of a son. Do you, do you have a son? What, what? I'm sorry. What What children do you have? Do you have a daughter, a son? I have a son day? and a
2: daughter. My son is two years old and my daughter is one.
1: So would you say you set the age of between 12 and 15? Do you feel mm-hmm. like those are crucial years for you in their life? Do you want to spend, be more attentive to those years because those are crucial for you?
2: I would say honestly, yes. Yes. But also... I would say the age is between one, one to five, because that's how they establish that relationship with you in the early on. Because if you're not around your children when you're young, like how will they get to know you as who you are? I mean, you could be around there present and like popping your face in and out, but they won't probably acknowledge you as a father, I would say.
0: Uh, It's funny because like that's the, the middle teenage years is also when the child starts like pulling away from parental units. And I remember like, being mad at my parents for literally no reason. Just because, I don't know, they were they were my parents and they were telling me the right things to do and when to yeah. come home. And I was <laughs> like, you don't control me, right? So it's interesting that that's the phase you, you wanna be there the most is when your kid will not want you there. Um, and I,
2: I didn't have that. And I wish I would've had that, you know what I mean? From a father's standpoint. My mother was there to do that, but she can only do so much. But I didn't have, a, I didn't have that stern figure.
1: Would you say out of you or your children's mother, would you say that, what type of parent do you feel like you are and what type of parent do you feel like she is and do you feel like it evens out?
2: Oh, I would say my child's mother is very, with the more of a, with the bonding, the bonding parent, she's like, she has a great relationships between, between my two children. Like they absolutely, like they adore her and I love that fact. And me, I would say definitely, I'm, I'm more the provider. I'm I'm the workhorse right now. I have, I put everything on my back just to make sure those those little rascals and that lovely woman I got are are okay.
1: Well, side note, you sound like a fantastic
2: dad. Oh, I well, appreciate it. Appreciate it.
1: If you could go back to one day in your childhood that you felt like you would've wanted your father's presence, be it a game win or graduation or something as little as a picture day. Could you think of any day and why?
2: I would say the day I would want my my biological father to be there is when I was in my karate tournament and I was fighting for the grand championship belt. That would've been a lovely sight to see him there. That would've been a great, that would've been cool.
0: Did you put your opponent in a body bag?
2: The opponent before that, I did. The the opponent after that, it was a good fight. Let's just put it that way. All I didn't take home that belt. I took home the heavyweight belt, but I didn't take home that grand championship belt. But I'm working towards it still. I'm working towards it.
1: Do you feel like days like what you said, big wins or big accomplishments are something that are important? For children, absolutely or that you want to be there for your own children.
2: Absolutely, it's like you built your child's confidence up, man. You just give, you get them gassed up, you get them just energetic, just be a hype for them. It just that's 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 what's up right there. You you give your child all that that love, that excitement to say, hey, you do good job. You know, you went out there and killed the game. You know,
1: y'all heard it here first, people. He's not gonna miss a game, a tournament, no, or anything.
2: Nothing. I'm there. You. I'm We're there. You. I'm the I am the dad in the crowd going crazy. <laughs>
0: parenting option question for you which is my my father instead of like yelling at me or hitting me or anything sort of employed the i'm disappointed in you method of parenting where it was it, it it was actually the quieter he was the more upset i got about whatever i did because i knew i had disappointed him his his view of me is what kept me in line and looking back on it now that's a much more effective way of I feel, at least of raising me than the yelling at me method, because yelling would just make me defensive and make me feel like I didn't do anything wrong, that he's just overreacting. So like when you're interacting with your kids, like, what do you, what do you naturally do? And what if and if, is what you're doing naturally what you want to do? or Are you trying to do something else? When I'm it, comes to, when it like, comes
2: to discipline in my child? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm one of those firm believers that like, you said uh, uh spare the rods for the child. If my child does something, I want him to understand that that is not okay. And I do want him like I do want him to understand that um the quieter I am should be the more you should be worried about. I do I do believe in that what you said. That that is a hundred percent honest. Honest truth right there. The quieter a person gets is the more you should be the more you should be worried about what they're thinking. I do, I do agree with that.
1: That's funny you should mention that because it was the opposite for me, Jesse. My mother was the I'm disappointed in you type. And it just made me feel just terrible. I was just like, Ugh. she's not saying anything. Is it, you know? So that's interesting.
0: I can remember like the few times my father yelled at me. And like those are distinctive times. But I remember more just knowing he was going to be disappointed in me. That's a much more effective tool of stopping me from doing something. You want your parents to respect you even when you're young, even though you don't really know what that means yet. And, you know, looking back on it now, those especially for Class Clown of every class he was in, even though I did get in trouble quite a bit, I never got in trouble in a way that would make my dad disappointed in me, other than that I should spend more time in class. Uh, but as long as my grades were good, he was okay with that. But if I broke his computer or something, then he might get angry.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's very understandable right there.
1: Let's do a fun little spin-off. You just heard your son is about to become a dad for the first time. What is your reaction and what do you tell him?
2: You gotta give me what like the age of how old the kid is. How old is he? Like is, is he a teen? Let's say he's eighteen. Eighteen? Let's uh, say he's eighteen. Hopefully he gonna be at the house. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I'm playing uh I would be a... Uh, I'd probably, I would be excited and a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie to you. I would be excited and say, I would, I would, I would be excited because I got a grandbaby coming into the world. You know, I, I get to spoil my grandbaby. I get to show my son how to take care of his child. The other part I would be a little bit disappointed about is like, hey man, you didn't get your school done. Get your schooling done before you have children.
1: Since he's about to become a dad himself, what is something that you would tell him as far as becoming a dad or something you feel like he should know?
2: What what he should know. Um I'm a firm believer in happy wife, happy life. So make sure make sure your woman is very taken taken care of and pampered when she's having a while she's uh pregnant, you know. Make sure she's not angry all the time. Definitely. From my experience.
1: Would you say that the impact of your father and possibly grandfather's absence has had an effect on you at all? And if it has well, in what parts and why?
2: No, nothing really affects me to this day. Do you, I,
1: do, you don't feel like your father or, or possibly your grandfather's absence has had any effect.
2: Well, my grandfather was present in my life, but my father, his absence didn't doesn't affect me to this day. No, it doesn't because, like I said, the father figures that I that I got that I achieved in my life or adapted in my life, they they filled those holes and you know, and made me who I am today. So. That it does not affect me at all.
1: I mentioned, I remember you mentioned earlier in the segment that you felt anger towards his absence. At what point did you let go of the anger and felt like, okay, the absence doesn't matter as much as it did. I released the anger. What point did you get to? What realization did you come to and when?
2: I would say it was at the age of 14. I had tried reaching out to my father and... We, we actually went on a little trip and hung out for like a week together and went to Kansas and uh, spent time with family. And after that, I never, after that week had passed, like he took me home, I never really heard from him again. So I was like, well, at least I tried, you know, I tried to establish some sort of relationship with him. It didn't work out like I thought it would. I'm going to just leave it be, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be. So I just, I, I left it, I left it alone and, and searched for it. And I found what I, and I found the people I wanted or I needed, I'd say. I need it.
1: If you could tell your own father something now today, what would it be? Now that you're a dad yourself.
2: What would I tell him now that I'm a dad myself? Yes. I wish I would him. tell him I would definitely tell him I wish you would have I wish you were there, man. Because if you were there we could have like we could have a lot of like a cherishing a lot of moments together that we could have cherished. I want I wanted those moments. So um I would tell him that. I wish he was there.
1: How do you feel about absentee parents wanting to be grandparents or be active grandparents, I should say? Do you have any reservations on that?
2: I have a slight, slight problem with it. I would definitely, it, it does bring some frustration towards towards my way because why you go, like why would you want to try to come be a, be, have that presence in my child's life when you could have been there for me, you know what I'm saying? You could have established that. That relationship with me and my children instead of just skipping a generation.
1: So you don't feel like your father should be a grandfather for your kids.
2: I mean he by saying? all means he can be a grandfather. I'm not gonna stop him from trying. But I kinda find like to me it's it's kinda pointless a little bit. I would say it would be pointless. That's just I I would it would be pointless to me. Yes.
1: Is that what James Evans would say?
2: is that what? no it probably wouldn't it probably wouldn't it probably, it probably wouldn't be what he's saying but he would be i'm pretty sure he'd be frustrated about he'd, he'd have feeling towards it he'd have some feelings toward it
1: okay what if you could think of one thing at the top of your head what is the single most important takeaway you'd want your children to have from you
2: uh it's a lot i can't just i can't just ex- answer that question just top of
1: your head just first thing that comes to your mind when you say what's the first thing you want them to have learned from you or have gotten from you
2: the first thing on top of my mind
1: at the top of your head without thinking too hard
2: a black belt in karate <laughs> a black belt in really? karate really yes yes and life why you, you gotta, what
1: does that symbolize you got to you gotta be able to defend yourself
2: you got to be able to defend yourself so, get your black belt ready. So,
1: defense protection? Yes,
2: to protect yourself, yes.
1: Okay. What are the biggest misconceptions you would like to clear up about dads who are doing it for the first time without a dad or possibly a grandfather? What is something you would like to clear up on that misconception? What
2: would I like to clear up on that life's consumption as the as aspect of a dad, basically? Yes,
1: what is something that you would want? You know, there are always misconceptions about dads who didn't have a dad and how effective they can be as dads. What is something you would like to, to clear Naysay. up about that?
2: Don't listen to what the naysayers have to say about, about uh, fathers who grew up without fathers because we can do it just as good as anybody else. We can have just as much success. So don't listen to what everybody got to say. You can do it. You can do it, bro. Keep up the good work. That's what I would tell.
1: I like that answer. All right. J- children... With absent fathers, okay, another fact for us to ask, 72.2% of the U.S. population, fatherlessness is the most significant family social problem facing America, and children with absent fathers are known to live in poverty at a higher rate than others, and without a good generational head start. How can you begin to give your child that head start if you hadn't had it, and what are you actively doing? now to change that and what can other fathers do
2: take the time and educate your son and financial literacy i would definitely say that give your son um the knowledge to manage his to manage his life to manage um to manage man that would would, i would say basically financial literacy to man to manage his life and his well-being
1: i like that you know what mr maynard give me you had little to nothing to start to start with. You seem like you've gathered a million and more things to go off of, and now you're a wonderful dad. Based off your responses, how do you do it? Give us secrets. What's the cheat code?
2: The cheat man Two. is just just absorbing information throughout life. Like in school, I had like financial financial literacy class by a great co- one of my great football coaches, uh, Coach Don Gibson. He taught me that. Um, I've had people teach, like, I've had positive role models that teach me the the, um, the presence of a working man to provide. Just
0: just absorbing information.
1: You've answered everything I had, Jesse.
0: Oh, it's one of those things where in certain cases, does the absence of something give you the freedom to learn something on your own and to not have issues yourself you have to work through before you can be the, a good version of that thing, right? Like, some people have great parents and then can emulate those parents. Some people have terrible parents and have to unlearn those things to be good parents. And I feel like you've done a great job only knowing what absence looks like and wanting to do the opposite of that and not taking those issues and passing them forward, which is you know, how historical trauma ends up passing through generations as people holding on to yeah. issues they've had before. and. You know, it sounds like your kids have a great father. Also, also kids who know how to cry chop you to the face. So
2: yes, yes, definitely so. Got to be able to cry chop somebody to the neck. You know what I'm saying? Just one time, just here.
0: <laughs> Alden, thank you for talking with us today, and you know, being open and sharing your experience, both being a father and and about growing up without one. And uh, we wish you and your family the the best of luck, and hopefully, I'll get vaccinated soon
2: thank you thank you man i appreciate (laughs) it stay
1: safe
0: yes
2: i will i will you too you guys be blessed have a blessed day stay safe
0: thank you all for listening to this episode of the young parents podcast brought to you by james inc please subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcast you can follow james inc on facebook and please check out their website www.jamesinc.org have a great day everybody